Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Right here on 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome to our Lawn and Garden Show. It's called Smart Garden. And we welcome your questions by phone or text our Master Gardener champion. <laughs> Teresa, I just thought of that. Teresa Rooney. You like that too, don't you? <laughs> Why not? Never heard that before. Uh, we'll, we'll have to think of something every week now when you're here. Oh, no. Teresa Rooney is, is indeed a master gardener. She's helped us out from time to time a lot here, helped you out. And if you do have a lawn or a garden type of question, by all means, she knows her stuff. So call it in, text it in. Here's the phone number. We've cleared the lines. So you can uh, call it in if you like. 651 989 9226. Or send a text if that's easier. Eight one eight zero seven, eight one eight zero seven. Teresa, earlier Dennis and I were talking about uh, the weather. Yes. And I thought I, I have never. Here it is, December. I've. I don't think I've ever had my lawnmower out in December. In December before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that mm-hmm. today. You know what else you should ha- be having? Tell out? me. All of your um, hoses. And you should be watering your evergreens. You know what? You're right. Because I, I don't know how much rain we're going to get on Monday. Um, and, and if you haven't, we're seven, nine, eight inches down in We in really snow. are dry. The ground is not frozen. Those roots are still growing. Um, they're, they're, you know, losing moisture, especially the evergreens. That's a really so good point. So please water your evergreens. You know, put the hoses out one more time. Water the evergreens really well. Maybe give the bulbs another drink of water and your garlic. Anybody you planted this this year, anything you planted this yeah. year, um, it, yeah, give it all a drink of water because it is pretty gosh darn dry, at least down here in the metro area. I did. I took your advice and Julie's advice as well, and I turned the water back on. Normally, this yep. time of year, I mm-hmm. turn the, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. the, the shutoffs inside yep. off. But I turned it back on yep. just for that very thing because yep. I planted 12 new boxwoods. Right, and those will need water. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. so I've been watering those. Yes. By hand. Yes. But I'm going to take the hose yeah. out now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so and, and a lot of people efficient. have had the sprinklers blown out. That's, That's understandable. True. That's true. But, um, you know, maybe you don't want to turn the sprinklers back on, but you got to get some water out yeah. there to these places. Most definitely. And good, then remember to turn it off again yes. so you don't have water in the basement. So we'll be doing that this weekend. Yes. That's good. Good mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. 651-989-9226 uh, or send a text 81807. Uh, 81807. Let me see. A text came in, a couple of them. We just purchased a home with a big yard, and I want to have a big vegetable garden. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to start that garden? Am I uh, killing the grass with Roundup and then uh, killing it under or or sod cutting the area? Mm -hmm. Well, they they want to prep that yard, obviously. Sure. Um, What I would do is, first of all, make sure it's sited in the right location. Full sun. Make sure it's going to be close enough where you can get to it Easily, 
Because if it's on the back 40, you're never going to get out there once you plant stuff. And then in August, you'll remember that they're back in that jungle, there's vegetables, and you won't ever eat them. So make sure it's easy to get to. Um, Good consider Consider fencing it um, if you have deer, rabbits, whatever. Um, also, what you all you really have to do is cut the grass short. Um, give it a good drink of water, the soil, throw down some leaves or some compost, um, give, or, or, um, I'm sorry, newspaper first, and then throw down some leaves and compost on top of that after you've watered the newspaper in, and you'll be ready to plant in the, in the spring. Um, that would be for a regular garden. If you wanted to do vegetables, you don't have to use Roundup. You can just smother the grass and then just put your soil on top of it. Oh, Okay. So yeah. you don't have to go through that whole You don't have thing. to do the double digging, the tilling. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can if you want to, but that's that's a lot of work. And you can do that if you want to. And then just make sure you have, you know, bring in a, a lot of good soil, uh, garden soil, topsoil, throw some compost in there. Um, if you want to do a raised bed, you could just do mounds. You don't have to build sides. They can just be hills of mounds, just mounds. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Al is calling from St. Paul. Al, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Al. Hi. Um, I'm just calling to remind people that have uh, uh, fruit trees, especially uh, to um, put harder crops around them. Protect them from the bunnies and deer and mice. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a really good reminder, Al. And it's not just your fruit trees. It's any new tree that you planted this year. Any tree that doesn't have that thick bark, you want to put that hardware cloth. And hardware cloth looks like a screen with bigger holes, and it's like a grid pattern, a wire grid. Different Different sizes. I'd probably go with a quarter inch because then the voles and the mice can't get through it. But use gloves. Um, But use gloves. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned the hard way. And, you know, you can put that hardware cloth on, and you can leave that, that hardware, that cylinder of hardware cloth on um, until the tree gets either the hard bark or until the, until the tree act, um, is nearly touching that hardware cloth. Oh, so you okay. don't have to take it on and off. Well, that's good. Like you do for the plastic um, That's a things. good point. Um, and another thing to do to protect if you don't um, if you don't have a deer or bunny issue, but you have a snowblower issue, all you can do is all you have to do is take paper tape and wrap that around the tree trunks because that snowblower, even the the snow plows from the city, when they go by and throw that snow, it's like throwing rocks at your trees. Mm. And that can damage the bark of young trees. So you want to give that to – and the paper will protect it from, from the snowblower. Never um, heard of it that won't before. protect it from the bunny or deer. Right. They'll, they'll eat right <laughs> through that. And if you do have deer, you probably notice the deer are rubbing their antlers. I don't know if the velvet's all gone now. But protect it up to the first um, first branch if possible. Texter says, is it too late to plant nursery trees in the yard, or should I wait till spring? Depends on what tree they are. Um, anything like maples or anything, go ahead and plant those, um, and then just keep your receipt. Um, if so, if you can get a good deal on it, uh, fruit trees and things like that, I'd probably wait till spring. Wait till spring. Mm-hmm. Let's go to back to the phones. Uh, Diane is calling from Clara City. Diane, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Diane. Hi. Um, we plant a large garden of dahlias and mm-hmm. gladiolias, mm-hmm. and this last summer, we were really bothered by ground wasps. Oh my! And mm-hmm. they they were just all over yeah. and all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've got everything cleaned and tilled, but the ground wasps must still be there because they're making mounds out in the lawn around the garden. Oh wow! Um, and, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you want to know what to do? Um, I yeah, would. And I, what should we? Will they be there in? 
spring. <laughs> right. Um, I would go to the extension.umn.edu and look at the wasp area. Um, some only live a year, um, but they may have laid eggs, which may hatch the next year. We have lots of ground bees. There are ground wasps. You know, if, if we can live with them, that's good. But there are times where we just don't want them in our gardens. And, and so then you may have to take um, action to get them out of your garden and let them. If there's another place you can make more habitable for them, um, maybe a part of the yard where you can just leave it and they can go there instead. Um, I don't, I mean, you can't tell them to go there, but you can leave it undisturbed so they go over to that area um, and and you have a lot of action in this other area, so they probably don't like that. But I would would look at extension.umn.edu, see exactly what you're dealing with, you know, which, which, um, which critter wasp or bee, because they all have different life cycles. Um, and and they're very good pollinators. They're very good for our for our, um, and so that's one thing you can think of. At least you have a good ecosystem going on there. But they can be a hassle if you're trying to get out in the. Well, garden. I remember a year or two ago in the front yard, ours, uh, in mowing the lawn. Uh, oh. They I don't know what they were, but mm-hmm. they were so aggressive. Yeah, and sting. Those are probably wow. more like the wasps and the Ooh, hornets. The nasty. ground bees are usually pretty gentle, um, solitary. Most of them. These guys were taken but, over. But a lot of the lot of the ground hornets and wasps are quite territorial. And yeah. hey, if somebody was wrecking your house, you'd be upset too. That's so. a good word for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We have to take a quick break, okay. Teresa. We have more uh, callers. We have more textures. So don't go away. This is our Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show brought to us every week by our friends down near Jordan, Minnesota. It's called By the Yard. We've told you about that great patio furniture for years, the stuff you never have to store. And thank you to By the Yard for allowing this show to go on. In the Twin Cities, as we mentioned, 30 degrees. If you're just joining our Smart Garden Show, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is helping you out today by phone or by text. And, Teresa, as I've told you, we have both. Excellent. So we'll put you back to work here. Suzanne is calling from Lindstrom. Suzanne, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Suzanne. Oh, oh hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a weeping hemlock. That oh. And it's a beautiful specimen. Hey, Suzanne, your cell is breaking up on us. Oh, no. What, what is your problem with the hemlock? Hello? Hello. No. <laughs> Try one more time. Okay. I have a weeping hemlock that I bought maybe four or five years ago, and it um, doesn't really weep. It's tall. Mm-hmm. It just seems to grow up. Okay. Um, what what could have happened is that... that uh, for some reason, it's just they sold you the wrong thing. It was labeled wrong. Was it weeping when you got it? Oops. Well, if it was not weeping when you got it, it could have been mislabeled at the at the um, the uh, nursery. I would probably go back and ask them about it. But usually, once they get growing, um, the weight of the branches do tend to just like start to weep over. So I would say by now it should have been weeping. So it probably was mislabeled. Oh. That would be my guess. Okay. So go back. Go back and ask, ask them. them and say, hey, it's not weeping. And, and you know, it's probably, you, I, I know when you buy weeping trees, you expect them to get so tall and not get any taller. So a tall tree is going to probably be an issue then. Okay. Good luck. Thanks, Suzanne. Jean is calling from Egan with a question. Jean, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Jean. Good morning. Uh, we are long overdue for mulch in our yard. It's been, I guess, maybe six or seven years. Mm-hmm. 
And we have a lot of mulch that goes around. It's usually about $3,000 worth, so it's a lot of mulch. And my question is, the the other mulch has gotten real matted and, and it's um, rotting and that sort of thing. Do I need to remove it or break it up or... No, you don't need to do. No, you don't need to do anything with it. Um, before you put the new mulch on, I'd I'd probably, if possible, give all those gardens a really good drink of water, and then put your new mulch on. You can do that in the spring or the or this time of year, whatever you prefer, and then put your new mulch on. Um, if you do it in the spring, you don't have to do the water because the snow melt will be okay. But yeah, it's the mulch is supposed to disappear. It's supposed to mat down. It's supposed to rot. So you're really just putting it down just to make it look pretty again and to keep the some weeds down. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the, by the way, the text number is 81807. Don't want to forget about the texters. Uh, here's one, Teresa. It says, I have a huge eight-foot tall chiflera. I keep it outdoors in the summer, and I bring it in in the winter. Every time I bring it in, the leaves start turning brown, drying up and dropping off. The mm-hmm. stem gets brown as well. Why does it do this when I bring it in? Well, it, you know, the, the plant is really happy outside. It grows leaves that can handle that kind of light situation outside. It's happy. It's got the humidity it wants. Then you bring it into the dark closet with no humidity. We call those homes. And um, it's really dark, um, so it has to drop the leaves and grow new leaves that can handle the less light. And your home has very low humidity. In the summer, you know, our humidity levels get 60 70%. Your house, probably, if you're really lucky, is maybe 35%, um, but often it's lower than that. So try to um, put the put the Schifflera in the shade about a month before you bring it in the house. Trim it back to what you need to bring to do. Bring it in properly after you've washed the 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 this uh, pot and given the, the, a good shower to the plant. Um, and then just try to give it as much humidity as possible. Do not fertilize your house plants unless they're actively growing. Hmm. All right. Back to the phones we go. Carl's calling, I believe, from St. Paul. Carl, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Carl. Uh, good morning, Teresa. See, I have a question. We have a <clears throat> related bush in the front of the house that faces south, and it's got some brown uh, uh, leaves on it and so forth. Uh, and uh, it's about four years old, and uh, it's about four foot tall. And I'm just wondering if that could be maybe lack of water. Mm-hmm. Or, and you said and it was I, an arborvitae, right? Yes. Okay. And it's, then my other mm-hmm. my question is, how how long can I water it up to, and how much should I give it? You, you Well, you want the, the soil to be a little moist. So give it a really good drink of water, you know, may, wait maybe till the next day. And then outside of the root area, you can dig down about six inches and see what that soil's like. If it's really soaking wet, you know you did fine. If it's really dry, you can give the plants some more water. Um, and, and then just keep it moderately moist until the ground freezes. Once the ground's frozen, you don't have to water it. The brown stuff, if it's brown and brittle, cut that off. It could have been damaged by squirrels running around, nipping it. It could be um, a little bit of moisture um, loss, but I wouldn't think that time, this time of year, you're running into that, not with a four, not with a four-year-old tree. Um, you would see that in the spring really bad. That's normally when we see that winter kill. Um, so go ahead, trim that brown stuff off because that makes you sad looking at it. Make the tree look healthier, the arborvitae. And then do give it a good drink of water. Okay. Let's go back to the phones, then we'll grab some text messages, okay. Teresa. Kevin is calling from Morristown. Uh, Kevin, what's your question for Teresa? Hi, Kevin. Yes, good, very good morning to you. Um, I have a question. I mowed uh, lawn uh, this past oh, a week ago, mm-hmm. actually, and I noticed a lot of divots. They're not real deep. They just take, like, the surface 
grass off down to about the ground level, to bare ground. Now, I haven't seen any runways or anything that would tell me it's like a mole, but I noticed some squirrels in the yard. Uh, What else could be doing this? And You know, it could be some skunks or raccoons at night, but it's probably more likely just the squirrels just trying to bury some stuff, dig up some stuff. Um, they're, they're still just a little too active because there's just, the ground isn't frozen. So it is just the squirrels. Um, if you want, you can try dormant seeding. Otherwise, just reseed um, in the spring and don't use a crabgrass preventer on those areas. Um, but, yeah, I, so you can do that. But it's probably squirrels. You know what? We've been seeing, at least I have uh, lately, uh, are opossums. Yes. Boy, they're like everywhere. They are everywhere. Yes, yes. I wonder if they do a kind they of They will damage. do some digging. They, they have do. really okay. good claws. They do some oh. digging. Um, possums also are, you know, they're kind of shy creatures. They're quite not on a, not attractive to most people. Uh, <laughs> but but the cool thing with the possums is, besides the fact that they eat my chickens, but as they um, when ticks get on them, they can eat the ticks, like 200 ticks, and not get... The Lyme disease. Interesting. So, so they they kind of because they're right where the ticks are. So they're so they're kind of cool in that respect. They don't get the Lyme disease from the ticks, but they can mm. they'll eat a lot of them as they groom their their fur. Well, I'm glad they more, do. More than you wanted to know about <laughs> opossums on a Saturday okay. morning. <laughs> All right, Teresa, hang on. We have to take our bottom of okay, the hour break. We have another half hour of the show to go. So if you missed the first part with your questions, uh, by all means, call us or text us here on CCL. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Lawn and Garden Show. We call it Smart Garden, brought to us every week by our friends down near Jordan, Minnesota, called By the Yard, that great outdoor furniture. Uh, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is with us, helping us out here. Teresa, we have, as usual, a whole slug of uh, of uh, text messages we want to get to. But you and I were talking off the air, mm-hmm. this is a couple of weeks ago now, mm-hmm. but what about this book? Oh, you, yes. You are, you, tell, tell, yeah, tell it's everybody a, about it. It's a book called Humane Critter Control. You can get it now. Um, it's available. Um, I'm getting mine next week, finally, seeing the real copy. Pretty excited. So, yeah, so it's just we'll give you some ideas about taking care of your critters without resorting to, you know, guns and things like that. And this is called, again? Humane Critter Control. And where can we find this book? You know, Amazon. I'm not sure which which vendors locally will have it, which places locally. Well, you'll know. remind us when you come back. Yeah. yeah do I'll that. Do that. Well, good. Congratulations. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's great. Thanks. All right. Texter says, "Can oak trees be trimmed now?" No, not yet. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do any trimming of your oaks, elms, ashes, uh, anything like that. There could still be insects out. I mean, I've seen mosquitoes out. There could still be in, uh, and insects are the vectors for a lot of the diseases. They're the ones that move the disease from here and there. And it's still there. Could still could be fungal diseases out there for your apple trees and your roses and things like that. So, uh, you know, that's not as likely, but. I would just wait. Wait till January. Just wait till January and February. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Uh, text, by the way, text number 81807. Anything special we need to do, Texter says, for our strawberries and raspberries to protect them over winter? Yes. Go to extension.umn.edu. Um, your raspberries, not so much. Your strawberries, um, you should um, mow those down or cut, clip those down. And then as the ground starts to freeze, you do want to cover them. The Their crowns are fairly sensitive to, to cold temperatures, so you want to give them a good straw covering. But you need to wait for that ground to freeze so you don't make a really nice home for voles and mice under there. Uh, text says this, uh, we have a 10-year-old maple tree that has not lost its leaves yet. The leaves did not turn color and mm-hmm. are still green. Is yeah. there anything we have to worry about? 
You know, I the lots of the trees just did not lose their leaves. I think they just were as confused as we were about this the fall weather. Um, I had a lot of trees in my yards who the leaves just turned kind of brown and they're slowly coming off in the winds. We didn't have the as many gusty fall winds as we as we had before. So I think some trees just didn't get the idea that they didn't get the message that that fall was coming. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, it's, you know, it's better than them not leafing out in the spring. If they still leave their leaves. By the end of winter, those leaves will be gone and you'll be having those leaves all all winter long that you'll be <laughs> cleaning shoveling up and cleaning shoveling, up. Yes. And yes, yes. So, so just look at it as an interesting kind of fall that you got to deal with this year. It's kind of good. It doesn't say what kind of trees, but I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, Texture says, we have many trees in our new yard that have not been pruned in quite a few years. Can we do that now? Or should we wait till spring? Again, yep. it doesn't say what I kind would, of trees. I would wait. Um, what I first of all would do is I would get a certified arborist yeah, out there. Yeah. And, and they will give you, you know, they'll be able to identify your trees for you. They'd be able to really give you a good idea of the health of your trees. And then they would suggest a pruning, um, whether trees need to be, um, whether they need to be pruned, whether they should be removed, whether you have a disease issue. They would take care of all of that for you. It's And a lot of times just to get that first initial con, uh, consult, there may not be a charge. And then once you contract with them, um, there'd yeah. be that. But do get a certified arborist. And a lot of, we have a lot of local tree companies that have certified arborists. True. A lot of good really, folks we have. Really, really good. Yep. And, and it's, you know, if you have to get on a ladder to trim a tree, it's probably too tall. Yeah. You, if you are not, and you know, you are not a tree trimmer. These people are licensed and bonded. They know what they're doing, and and you really should not be climbing ladders to trim trees. It's if you can't do it from the ground, it's too tall. Good point. Just let some let a professional do it. Texter says this: forcing paper whites in clear glass jars have hard water. Can I use distilled water so the containers stay clear? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Is there a systemic treatment to combat cedar apple rust? I can treat my apple trees with now before the ground freezes and give them a head start uh, on uh, fighting fighting it next spring. Hmm. I don't think there is because that's a fungal disease that's um, shared between the the apple trees and the cedar trees, and it's an every other year kind of kind of infection thing. Um, I don't think you could do a, a fungal treatment now. I think you have to do that in the spring. I would, however, go to your local garden center, look at the um, the fungi, fungus, fungicides that are for cedar, cedar apple rust and see what they suggest for treatments. I would read the label and follow that carefully. But I don't believe now is the correct time for that. Okay. By the way, we have a li- an open line if you want to phone in your question to Teresa. 651-989-9226. Or again, if it's easier, send a text, 81807. Oh, and I think the rust is a rust, not a fungus. Oh. cedar apple rust. Okay. I may, may have misspoke. Sorry. I, I have, Texter says, apple trees, Honeycrisp, State Fair, Harrelson. How do I control apple scab? Two of each state fairs are the worst. Um, you know what I would probably do is clean up, clean up the apples really now. Well, you know, clean up their ground. Make sure you've raked everything up. You've removed as much of that as you possibly can, and then you can treat it in the spring. Um, you can get the treatments at your garden center. It'll tell you when to apply it, how often to apply it, um, and if you're looking for a specific, you can um, bag the apples that you want to save, and that will be protected too. All right. Uh, text number, by the way, eight one eight zero seven, or call us six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. 
Uh, Texas says, we have a 15-foot globe blue spruce. Should we just let it grow? Can it be pruned, or are we 20 years too late? (laughs) I think you're probably 20 20 years too late. Um, You can do some minor pruning on it. Uh, Wait again till spring on that one. Uh, But, yeah, sometimes, you know, when, when you get evergreens, you have to start pruning them, you know, the next year after you plant them. And you've got to keep pruning them every year if you're trying to shape them into a special shape. You can't wait till they get to ten feet and hope they're going to stay that big. Um, you gotta, you gotta. It's a, it's a thing. So, so make sure that you get the right tree in the right place. Know how big it's going to be, and because it's really, it's a hassle for you to have to fight with your trees every year. Yeah. It's easier just to plant the right tree at the right time. Here it is, December second, Teresa. And we got our first Creeping Charlie question. Excellent. <laughs> Ground, not frozen. Mm-hmm. Can I dig out the Creeping Charlie yet? Will it help? Oh, sure, it'll help. Mm-hmm. Yep, go ahead, right. dig it out. It's going to um, be near 50 today and tomorrow. Yep, yep. You know, shake off the roots and let them dry a little bit and then toss it into your compost bin. And hopefully by, by uh, spring, that'll be all composted for you. Another question about trimming a, a maple tree. Is it still okay to trim a maple tree? You know, I probably, if you have to do the one thing that, because it's going to bonk you in the head as you watch walk by. Otherwise, I would really just wait until the ground is frozen before you do any trimming. Okay. Let's go back to the phones, Teresa. Pat okay. in Prior Lake is first up here. Thanks, Pat. What's your question? Hi, Pat. Uh, good morning. Hey, uh, uh, I got a, a maple tree. Uh, my, I took it, it came up from a seed in my ma's yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, I think, called it, referred to it as a Norway maple. Mm-hmm. Very hardy. Uh, you were just talking about still green leaves on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still got some on it. But uh, it's the shade. I don't know if it's the shade is so dense in the summer, but no grass grows under it. Yep. Just bare dirt. Yep, that's... That would be especially for the Norways. Um, that that is what maple trees do. They um, like to. Sh- they have a heavier shade. They also have surface roots, so a lot, eventually those roots are going to come up to the surface, which is going to make it hard to mow any grass that you put under there. Um, you know, you have a choice. You can choose to always overseed every year if you want to. Otherwise, maybe just put down some mulch and plant some pretty plants and consider it a woodland garden, accent it with a few pots of uh, flowers. And then where you have sun, really concentrate on growing a beautiful lawn there. And you will see that your beautiful lawn complements that that woodland garden, and it will make you a lot happier than fighting, trying to get um, grass under the tree. Grass is a full sun plant. It is a battle. All it, the time, it's a battle, it? yeah. and you, you can do it, but it's going to be every year you're going to have to be reseeding, and, and it's a hassle. You know, you can do it. I'm not going to say you can't, but um, there's other ways to, to spend your time and, yeah. and really just concentrate on where the full sun is and get that grass nice and healthy, and you'll be so much happier with a smaller amount of grass that's beautiful rather than this straggly stuff that yeah. makes you sad. Good point. Thank you, Pat. Rick is calling on a cell phone. Uh, Rick, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Rick. Morning, Teresa. Um, I have some apple trees that I planted three to four years ago, and they appear to have gotten frost cracking on the bark. And uh, I'm wondering if they'll recover. I mean, they're just kind of weak and wimpy and haven't done much. Can they recover from that, or do you just suggest replacing it? You know, how do you prevent frost? Um, well, frost crack is often because the bark was damaged, and then um, the tree does um, get some some issues in the in the winter with the um, the cold cold temperatures, and then the warm sun, and then the cold temperatures, and the the, the bark just has that little weak area, and so it cracks there. 
Um, what you can do, there's, there's not much you can do to fix it. Um, it is what it is, and you can decide, do I want to cut my losses and just plant some more trees? What you might want to do is plant some trees next to those trees and then enjoy them as long as they can till the other ones take over so you, so you don't have a bare area right away. Um, they're always going to be weaker. They're always going to be a little damaged. Um, and to, to prevent frost cracks, protect the tree trunks. Make sure that you're not damaging them. Rabbits and deer aren't damaging them. Mowers aren't damaging them. Put up the hardware cloth. Um, that will help. Uh, and, and if you get a healthy tree, it normally doesn't get a frost crack. It, it could always happen, but it's usually because there was some damage that just made it a little bit weaker. All right. Sorry about that. We need to take a quick break. Let's do that, Teresa. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show around every Saturday here in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at By the Art Patio Furniture. Our master gardener friend, Teresa Rooney, is in studio helping us out. And... uh, I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of textures. Can Excellent. I put you well, back? If yeah. we don't get to them, yeah. call, do um, they could go on extension.umn.edu to get their ans- questions answered. Okay. Just in case we don't get to you. Yeah, that's the website we mm-hmm. recommend. If, it's, it, if, you, if yeah. you like even a little bit lawns and gardens, this is yeah. a great resource exactly. just to learn all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, extension.umn.edu. Yep, click on the garden tab. On the garden tab. Or look at other tabs if you want to. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Lots of info. Have a Canadian choke cherry with black knot, Texter says. Have pruned galls trimmed, sprayed with fungicide, still comes back. One cut pruned? I don't know what that is. Yeah, um, what you need to do is, um, so you need to prune that black knot out. It looks like like black things in the trees. So you need to prune that out. Go about um, six to eight inches into the good wood away from the black knot, closer to the trunk of the tree. So you're going and make the pruning cut and then... Clean your blade and make the next pruning cut and clean your blade. You have to clean the blade between each one so in case you're not moving the black knot around. And sometimes you just can't get ahead of it. And you just have to say, well, I either take out the tree or just deal with it. But, yeah. You know, we were talking about trimming oak trees uh, mm-hmm. earlier. And this text this says, last week our electric company trimmed our oak trees yes. along the road. Could mm-hmm. we lose them? You know, I'm, I'm guessing probably not. Yeah. But and and you know they have the the big companies they have to do this when they get their crews out there sure. and you don't want the oaks landing on your electric in the middle of an ice storm right so so but they so sometimes they they try to prune at the right time and hopefully it was like really chilly then and and those cuts start to seal over in about fifteen minutes so you're probably okay um, just keep an eye on them just in case they probably you're probably not going to get oak wilt but just be aware that there was some pruning done. And and just keep an eye open. But and we will okay. be back in the twenties very shortly. We'll be back in the twenties very yeah. shortly, and just watch for it next year. That's when you would see it, and and it would happen fairly quickly. So just right. watch for it. Yeah. Texter says, "Can I still plant a four to five foot pine tree this year?" You can if you don't expect it to live. <laughs> um, it, I mean, you can always try and just keep your receipt, but I would say it's probably not going to make it through the winter. Um, but, you know, you can plant it, water really well, mulch really heavily. Anything could happen, but I would suggest not doing it if you have to go out and buy one. If you've already got it sitting there and haven't yeah. done it yet, get it in the ground. All right. It'll do better in the ground than above ground. There you go. 
can ferns still be planted or how can they be stored over winter? Hmm. You know, there again, I'd probably get it in the ground and just mulch it really heavily. Um, and keep and your fingers crossed. And keep your fingers crossed, yeah. It's easier than trying to keep it over winter. Mm-hmm. What evergreen trees grow the fastest? Do you have any idea of that? You know, I'm not quite sure about that. Because um, they actually, once they're happy, they can all put on a good amount of of growth. Um, you know, and, and then the faster they grow, the bigger they're going to get. So a big tree will probably seem to grow faster because it's got to get bigger. And a small little dwarf is not going to put on that much. It's only going to add maybe an inch a year, whereas the full-grown tree might add three inches a year. So you have to look at that. Um, otherwise, arborvitaes usually get going pretty fast. Uh, but but as long as you put the right plant in the right place, um, I'm guessing they're pretty all much all the same. Texter wants to know if, speaking of planting things, if you are planting an evergreen, do you remove the burlap or not? You should, once you get the tree in the ground, a bald and burlap tree, you should cut that burlap and try to remove as much as possible. Most of the burlap is natural, but some of it is synthetic. The natural stuff will eventually decompose. The synthetic stuff doesn't. So that means the roots come up to this barrier and they have to fight to get through or they can't get through. So once you're, once the tree's carefully in the hole, I would then pull the burlap down, take out of as much as you possibly can. Um, and then if you can't get any of it off for some bizarre reason, make sure that nothing is sticking above ground because any burlap above ground is going to wick moisture away from the roots and it's going to dry out your tree and kill it. Mm. But I would try to remove as much as possible once you get that tree situated, um, lined up right, straightened and everything else. I try to remove as much of the... Of uh, uh, the basket and the burlap as you possibly can. You don't want to put any impediments for those roots. I know we've touched on this more than once, but uh, I'm a new listener, Texter says, and you probably covered this before, but we had deer scrape their antlers on mm-hmm. our trees this week. You can even see the shavings on the ground. What should we do and when should we do something to the trees to fix it? Kind of uh, goes back to what yep. you said. Before. Apologize to the trees. Um, No, actually, you know, there's nothing you can do. You're a human. It's a tree. The tree has to take care of itself in this respect. So the tree will have to seal that wounding off. Um, There's nothing you should put on there to seal it off itself. Um, What I would suggest, though, is that that's an alert for you to make sure you are putting some protection around because those deer will be back in the winter to eat the rest of the bark. So do put those hardware cloth cylinders from the base of the tree all the way up to the first branch. You know, it can be, um, you know, the cylinder can be like 10 inches around or something like that. So you don't want it right touching the trunk. You want a nice cylinder, and um, and then that will save the tree from being nibbled on in the winter. And will, and you can leave that on forever, um, and that will help next year, too, when the deer is, are removing the velvet. Okay. Uh, I have uh, four Colorado blue spruce textures that are showing brown needles. We had a wet summer and fall, and the drainage is not great. Should I be concerned about the brown needles? It's possible. There could be some root rock going on mm. there. You know, so I would not water anymore in that case. I'd just keep an eye on it. Um, you know, you can, once the ground starts to freeze a little bit, do a little bit of pruning and get those needles off of there. Um, take a look at the needles. Do they have little dots on them? Um, there could be there could be some rhizosphere needle cast and stuff like that you want to look at. Um, but if it's just at the tips or just a bit, trim off the brown stuff. And if you're really concerned, again, consult a certified arborist. They can look at the trees in, on site and really get a good idea. 
Texter wants to know, is there a good time on a good, or in a good way to trim a ficus tree? Um, yeah, just whenever you want to. If it's in the house, just go ahead and trim it, um, you know, and there's not a good or a bad time. Um, the better time, it, when it's getting too big, go ahead and trim it. That's all you got to do. Keep okay. your ficus happy. Try not to move it because they hate to be moved. And finally, I think this may be, I think we got all the text messages. Whoa. Do you still need to water an eight-year-old evergreen? Yes. Just like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, in fact, you you said at the top of the show, now is the chance, especially with the near 50 degree today. Right, in the especially Get going that into water the fall. In the Give your evergreens water into the fall if you possibly can. And mm-hmm. that book of yours is called what? Humane Critter Control by Teresa Rooney. And it's going to be available like right now. Like right now, you can order it on oh, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And I know we'll see you again here in a week or two, won't we? I will be back, yes. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Thanks, okay, Teresa, good. for all the Thank help. Thank you, everyone. Pre- appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.